got a real good feeling. You're listening to the Coffee and Crypto Podcast with Crypto Jeb, bringing you the best and most updated news about cryptocurrency. Tune in every morning at 9.30 a.m. Eastern to watch this podcast live on our YouTube channel. Hey guys, what's going on? Jeb here and welcome back to Coffee and Crypto. This is your morning cryptocurrency live show where we bring you the latest Bitcoin cryptocurrency and the rest of this market's technical on-chain and fundamental analysis. In today's episode, we are going to be talking about the big old state of Texas. Everything's bigger in Texas, and we're certainly hoping adoption will be bigger in Texas because their senator, Ted Cruz, has come out with some very interesting statements about Bitcoin, wanting his state of Texas to become the, and I quote, oasis for Bitcoin and cryptocurrencies. He threw some shots, fired some volleys, and uh, took some pot shots at Senator Elizabeth Warren. We're going to be reading those burns, <clears throat> I'm sorry, quotes a little bit later and we're going to be discussing some new incoming regulation to the cryptocurrency space whether or not that's a good thing and why i actually think it is why some proper regulation proper definitions about what actually bitcoin and cryptocurrencies are which each of them are would be very very helpful for the cryptocurrency space so that we can see more institutional adoption of this industry we're also going to be talking about how there have been eight weeks of red now on bitcoin we're going to be talking about decoupling from equities got a lot to discuss today, but it's all going to tie right back into the point that Bitcoin One is here to stay. And also, you need to make sure you're being responsible for your own wealth if you want to be successful in cryptocurrency. I am joined, as always, by my co-host, T.A. Tim. How you doing, Tim? What's up, everybody? Got my drink. Woke up. Charger down. You woke but other up? than that, we're good. There you go. There you go. Well, thanks to the caffeine, the charts might be down, but we are pumped up and we are ready to go. We are also joined, as always, by Mr. Smay. How are you doing, Smay? Hello, everybody. I'm doing fantastic. I had a great morning this morning. I uh, worked out yesterday, last night, and I worked out this morning. Uh, I feel great. I've been eating great. Everything is great. And, uh, yeah. So, back to you, Jeb. You're not wearing a hat, and it's... Like, I, f I forgot how good your hair looks. Why do you always uh, wear a hat? You know? Like, you have really good hair. I. Why, why do you do this? You know, I because sometimes you got to give people a break. From I was going to really say, you're hair. trying to make me not feel jealous. So. You're trying to not make me look bad because your hair looks much better than mine. I'm, well, thank I'm, you. I'm thank genuinely, you. I'm kind of worried about what would happen if Tim took his hat off now because everybody wearing hats takes them off and just, golly. Man. No, no one even knows if I have hair underneath here. Uh, yeah, nobody even knows if there's anything under there. Yeah. I think there's a brain under there. It works pretty well on the charts, but, you know, they're... For all we know, the head could just stop right here. You never know. <laughs> Make sure you hit that like button if you are looking forward to today's show. Looks like we got some people in chat that managed to get into Club DeFi yesterday. Crypto Submethod said, big thanks to Jeb, Tim, and Tay. Taylor is our customer service representative and a supervisor and is also Tim's wife. I finally got into Club DeFi and got my old PayPal restriction figured out. Boiled, out to, boiled down to an old account I had forgotten about. Big thanks. A lot of people managed to get into Club DeFi yesterday. Guys, it is growing fast. The next round will be opening up at some point in the not-too-distant future. For now, though, just know that Club DeFi is about to take over the entire education space in cryptocurrency. We've been working on it for a year and a half. we got a ton of people in it already. It's a closed beta, and we have a special announcement about Club DeFi that you will hear at the end of this stream. I'm going to make you wait for it, but we're about to jump into our market pulse, but first, I want to throw it to Smay to read some green names. Take it away, Smay. I would love to, and I would just like to note that uh, Kelly just compared me to John Stamos, and I think that's the most complimented I've ever been in my entire life. Oh, man. 
man. Wow. Um, but I would like to read some green names real quick. We have Sultan of Soul, Adam Rourke, Elliot Locke, Crypto Addict. That's a new one. Siobhan Goulet, uh, Matt C, Ricardo Vinegas. Uh, let's see who else we got here. Um, 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 uh, Dennis Pizarca? Yeah. Yeah, we have let's Dennis Pizarca. Who else we got here? Who else we got here? Uh, a lot of people. Siobhan Just Goulet. Right. Groovy. M- uh, Mitchell Saul. Uh, or Michelle. I mean, I think I said, I think it's Mitchell, Mitchell Shaw. And uh, yeah, so that's great. I love seeing you guys, Cryptochemus. Just Ray, love seeing all of you guys. Uh, back to you, Jeb. Heck yeah. Well, guys, we got a great show lined up for you today. Like I said, we're about to jump into our market pulse. Going to take a look at the Bitcoin and broader cryptocurrency markets. Before we do, I want to bring you a quick word from one of our sponsors, and they are Hedge. If you are not familiar with them yet, Hedge is a payroll conversion solution that allows users to automatically convert their pay, like W-2, 1099 commission, etc., from fiat currencies like the U.S. dollar to cryptocurrency such as Bitcoin, Ethereum, and Litecoin via direct deposit. They eliminate the need for the traditional exchange experience and seamlessly streamline the process of going from a bank account and from the actual uh, person that is paying you, such as your, um, such as the company that pays you, and allows for a non-intrusive design, enabling companies to keep their current process flow and HR service providers with no setup fees. They release the custody of those assets same day as payment, and they give you the freedom to send those assets to any wallet. If you are working in a company, you own a company, or you know uh, the HR person at your company, or if you know the CEO, if the CEO takes care of that, talk to them today and get them to sign up for Hedge so that you and your fellow employees can start getting paid in Bitcoin and cryptocurrency. And for all of our business owners out there, definitely something to look into because wouldn't it be a great benefit to be able to pay your employees in crypto? Hedge is the place to do that for all of our believers out there. Had a great conversation with one of the founders of Hedge. They are, uh, they do have some faith behind them. I'm really excited about that. Anywho, let's go ahead and jump into our market pulse. Take a look at Bitcoin here. We're currently looking at a $29,000 Bitcoin down 4.41% in the last 24 hours. It's down about the same over the last week. Ethereum down 5.77%. We've been ranging around these levels for some time, but Tim talked about in our planning meeting, and I think I agree with him, we're probably going to see a big breakout of some kind in the next couple of days on Bitcoin. In fact, by Friday, I think we're going to see Bitcoin breaking to the downside, and I'm not going to give you exactly where I think it's going to go just yet because we have to make our price predictions today, and I would like to be hodling the whole the hold trophy tomorrow. See what I did there? I'd be like to be hodling the hold trophy. Okay, I'm sorry. That, that, was, that was pretty bad. Anywho, the point is Bitcoin and crypto have been trading sideways for a while now. And there's probably about to be some volatility. There very well may even be some big volatility during this stream. In just the last hour, Bitcoin has dropped about $500. It's not the only thing dropping, though. We see XRP down at $0.40. Cardano below $0.50, down 8.5% on the day. Solana down 10% at $48. Polkadot below $10. If you'll remember back to a video we made about two weeks ago, I talked about how a $6 Polkadot is probably going to happen, and it would be a remarkably good buy. We've talked about how a $0.30 to $0.35 Cardano would be a remarkably good buy. All of these are already great buys, just by the way. But if you went down to those levels, that's probably about the bottom. Tron doing pretty well for itself, sitting up here at 13. Tron is one of the few cryptocurrencies that survived the 2017 uh, bull market and the 2018 bear market. It was part of the ICO craze back when I got into crypto. The vast majority of projects that were in the top 10, top 15, top 20 are now not even in the top 100 uh, from back then. But Tron is one of the projects that actually survived. So big shout out to Justin Sun over there. It looks like the project is doing relatively well at the time, especially as far as price is concerned. Matic down 10%. We just made a great video on Polygon. Uh, Tisha Room wrote that. So make sure you go back and watch yesterday's video. We discussed some of the, um, the, the narrow road 
road, if you will, to use a certain reference to a certain book that is very good. The narrow road that Polygon is going to have to walk down to be able to survive into the next bull market. Go Make sure to go watch that video. It's kind of teetering on a knife's edge. Thanks a great project, but its use case and its application in its space is definitely uh, going to be under a little bit of threat. Taking a look at some of our biggest gainers and losers, you can see Tron is the only thing that's really up in the green. Pax Gold up a little bit. Binance USD is up, but it's a stable coin. Same thing with USD coin. Looking at the biggest losers, we got Phantom down 20%. Had been doing pretty well over the last seven days. You can see it rallied quite a bit yesterday, but it's now down 20%. Loopering down 20%. ApeCoin down 15%. Avalanche taking a, a fall down 12%. Kadena down 13% as well. So quite a lot of red in today's market. Tim, what do you make of this? Do you think that we're kind of, especially with Bitcoin trading below $29,000 right now, do you think we're kind of teetering on a knife's edge, like we're about to have a bearish breakout, potentially during this show? You know, it absolutely could. It, I, I still, though, if you go back and watch the show yesterday, I gave six different reasons why I believe that we're actually heading back towards closer to 37, 35, somewhere in that range before 25. But there are some possibilities here on the chart. The first thing, though, you know, if I'm on the four-way chart, you're on my chart, I'm assuming here, Smay. I'll take my RSI down for a second. When you really look at it, we've been trading with the exception of a couple little breakouts here. Again, this one right here on the four hour chart, we broke up and then within the next four hours broke back down. We've been hovering right here ever since this is what the 12th of May. We've been hovering between 30,600 and where we're currently sitting right now with support at about 28,600. And, you know, we're right there. We're on the edge. You know, a lot of big red candles where we go down, then we slowly work our way back up. Is this going to be a time where we find this as support one more time? and go back up. As you can see, the other thing was, you guys look at my blue lines. We talked about this yesterday. We just had a bear pennant set here, and we broke bullish out of that pennant, staying within this range, like I just talked about, those green lines, but we broke out of it, so there was some thought that maybe we were going to go and break the upside, but again, we got shot right back down, not only to the bottom, where we kind of hovered here for a little bit, but now we're out to the out, to the bottom side of the pennant, so there's a lot of question marks right here. The other thing would be, if you go to the hourly chart, here's the question. Is, are we going to stop right here on this green line that has support? Are we potentially setting up? We kind of had a little bear flag, a small bear flag right there. Are we going to set up some sort of a, another a line here? If I were to draw this uh, like here, project this out. Oh, move the whole chart. My bad. The other thing is potentially when we broke out right here, are we going to come back down to this red level, which if I were to show you that red level, the yes with that one is, that is the massive support that we would find. I would go out to the weekly chart to find that one. What we talked about yesterday as well, that we're in a very long-term falling wedge, so we're retesting that support. There's several levels of support right now to that we're looking at before we freak out, but uh, I will say, as a trader who has been in the market, and I'm actually open in a trade right now, this is something that's like, alright, Am I, do I need to go ahead and cut my losses and get out? Or is this, you know, would this be the perfect time that someone would sell, take their profit or actually take their loss? And of course the market bounces and it's like, oh gosh, I just sold the bottom. So I'm holding out for right now. There's still signs that there could be a rally, but I'm not going to lie to you. This is kind of a situation where it's like, gosh, this sucks. Uh, please just go back up. And we're going to talk a little bit more about reasons. Again, there still is a good chance we could go back up, but uh, we'll talk about that here in a little bit. Absolutely. And I think one of the questions that we're looking at right now is whether or not Bitcoin is going to break through this level that Tim drew. I have it on my chart too right here. It's sitting at 20, uh, 28,650. It is a bottom that we have set and confirmed four times, once on the 14th of May, again here on the 19th of May, again here on the 20th of May, and now we're testing it again. Yes, we are currently below the uptrend that we saw right here on the four-hourly chart, but now we have this flat level of support to hold us. On top of that, we actually have a much longer-term level of support 
which is our downtrending level of support that we've been above ever since September 26th. And actually, if you extrapolate this even farther back, you will see that it intersects the previous all-time high at $58,000. So the question is, how are we going to hold these levels? Or are we? Are we going to have that big dead cap bounce that Tim and I talked about yesterday back up to thirty-five dollars to $37,000 up to our downtrending level of resistance here to break to the downside and then go through our wave five correction? If you didn't watch yesterday's show, especially the technical analysis portion, it turned out really well. You should definitely go back and watch that. I think there was a lot of great information there. But essentially, I can show you on BLX what we were talking about yesterday. We were talking about yesterday how we had one wave to the downside, a second corrective wave to the upside. So we have our primary wave, primary wave one, corrective wave one, primary wave two, then we would have corrective wave two, then we would have primary wave three, and then we would bottom out down here around $20,000. Are we actually going to go through this second corrective wave to the upside? Corrective because the primary trends at the downside, corrective is going against the trend. Are we actually going to have this secondary corrective wave, or is the primary wave two just going to continue to the downside, and we're just going to crash all the way down to $20,000 and change? That's the question on the table, or I suppose on the chart right now. What's going to happen? Well, the thing you have to keep in mind here is that Bitcoin is in a giant bear pennant. And that's pretty much what it was in back here during this first corrective wave to the upside. During January, going through April, we saw that there was a primary downtrend followed by a corrective wave to the upside. This was pretty much one giant bear flag. And if we look at the price target of that giant bear flag, then we come to find out that it's actually pretty accurate. It's pointing to $24,000. We went to $26,500. Depending on the chart you look at, we went to below twenty six down to twenty five. Five. This actually turned out to be pretty accurate. And I think we're going to go all the way down here again. So if we look at our current market and we look at the bear flag that we're in right now, it would stand to reason that we're going to break bearish out of this. You know, the thing is that we talked about yesterday going to $37,000. We talked about that happening in the next several weeks, maybe going on into June, July, maybe even early August before we got to $37,000. Before we see that rally, we could well see another drop to the downside, down to $25,000 or so, following through with this bear pennant. One of the things that we do have going for us is that we have... Um, that, that we do have what might be an inverse head and shoulders pattern forming on Bitcoin. We have a left shoulder right here, a head right here. And then if we formed a right shoulder over here by going up to 30, 39, dropping down to 33 and then rallying, that would be great. Problem with that is we're really stretching because this does not look like a left shoulder all that much. It mainly just looks like a bearish trading channel moving to the downside, which actually had its price target hit. And then also try getting up to $40,000 right now. Yeah, with what volume and momentum? It's just probably not going to happen. So the fact of the matter is we are dealing with a bearish pattern and the trend is our friend until it ends the trend is bearish right now so yes there is reason to believe and we talked about why yesterday that 37,000 35 to 37,000 dollars as a corrective wave against the primary bear market is a potential but on the shorter term we're looking at a movement to the downside so Tim obviously we have not broken bearish below 28.6 yet which I think we would both agree is a pretty, pretty important strong, yeah. level one if that happens does that mean that we're not actually going straight back to 37 does that mean we're going straight to 20 and two is it too early to tell 
it's definitely too early to tell. It, it's definitely in a spot where it's like, hey, I guess I, I told you, th this is the time and this is what happens in markets like this. This is looking very negative. There were positive signs yesterday. People bought in. They're going to try to liquidate you out and they're going to get try to get people to freak out and exit their trades. Uh, and so that would, uh, it's just a feeling, Samantha, I were talking about this the other day. There's this time, I don't know if you, those of you who are out there trading, do you ever feel like the market responds to you perfectly? That every single time you buy in, it goes down and every yeah. single time you sell, it goes up. That just seems, to, I feel like most people struggle with that feeling. And this has another one of those strong feelings. I'm not saying it won't go down, but again, everything we talked about yesterday, there are so many factors in play here, both from the technical standpoint and the fundamental standpoint. And I definitely feel you and hear you, Jeb, about the bear pennant thing. But even that, if you go back and you're looking, I'll go back to the daily chart and you're going back and looking at what we just saw here a couple of months ago, where we hovered kind of between the 30, the low 33 or 32, and then we rallied all it to 48. There was a lot of speculation when we dropped down here that we were gonna we were gonna be here for a very small amount of time and then we were gonna break down. But instead, we actually spent several months moving slowly up into the right before a massive dip again. I'm not saying a big dip isn't coming down to 22, 20,000, but I, I have a feeling that what we're actually gonna work on is slowly moving sideways up into the right in this falling wedge before hitting our head on that resistance one more time and then falling to those levels around 22, 20,000, somewhere down in this region. And it sucks because it would be nicer to get this pain over with, but it, we're looking at potentially a 22, 20,000, if I'm right, closer to October, September, somewhere in that region, which means, again, this winter is going to be extended. But again, we'll, we'll have to see. There's still a whole lot in play, but there's a lot of reason to believe that that is potentially the 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 plausible outcome. And here's one reason to think that we would see a rally to the upside. We talked about this a little bit last week, uh, yesterday, but we're going to talk about it just a little bit more. Bitcoin records eighth week of losses, but sentiment indicators suggest upside. Some sentiment indicators reached rock bottom on Monday amid a prominent fund manager calling for a retest of 2019's price levels. Bitcoin delivered its eighth straight week of losses for investors for the first time in history amid weak macroeconomic sentiment, inflation concerns, systemic risk from within the crypto industry, Luna being one of those things, and the lack of an immediate catalyst that could drive upside growth. Prices were trading at yada, yada, yada. You already know that part, but you can see this sentiment indicator over on Santiment. If you haven't looked it up, you probably should. It's pretty useful. Bitcoin trader sentiment has reached even further negative, the lowest since the beginning of the pandemic. Can't say that word on stream, but I can say pandemic. Take a look at this chart here. Crowd euphoria, FOMO, prices historically likelier to correct. Crowd fear, FUD, prices historically likelier to recover. Take a look at how low we are here. We saw eight straight weeks of bearishness, similar to what we saw back here in June. We didn't see eight straight weeks of bearishness, but the chart here over on sentiment shows something very similar. But here's the thing, guys. Yes, we have gone down eight straight weeks in a row. And yes, we could see a rally back up to 37. But I'm actually here to tell you that I don't think that would be what's best for crypto. I think you, you might think, but Jeb, a $9,000 rally, that'd be wonderful. I, I would be able to, you know, sell some of my position and buy back in lower, whatever, whatever it is you want to do on that rally. Here's why I don't think that would actually be the best thing. The best thing for us as the traders is to let Bitcoin go ahead and capitulate all the way down to $20,000 and just get it out of our system. Have you ever like, I was feeling nauseous the other day, so here's a kind of a weird analogy. Have you ever felt like you had to puke and, and you knew that you were going to, but you're just like, oh, 
I just have to wait for this to happen. You know, have you? Sometimes it's best just to go and just to go and like, okay, I'm just gonna get this over with because I know it's coming. Why sit here and suffer for the next two hours? Let's just go ahead and get this done with, and then you'll feel so much better. Have you ever like after you've done that, you just kind of feel better? You're like, okay, I got that off my chest. Literally, I got that off my stomach. That's kind of what I'm saying on crypto. We have a very strong feeling that we're gonna drop down to twenty thousand dollars. Why not just go ahead and do it so that we get it out of the way, and then we can start buying these dips, and then hopefully this bear market would be shorter. That would be wonderful in my eyes because it means that we could get back to the good part a little bit faster. Now, I'm not saying the bear market's the bad part. There's a lot of accumulation down here. But as far as the retail getting in, I think that would be very helpful, not only for us, but also for the retail because a lot of the retail right now cannot afford to buy a depreciating asset. Their gas prices are up. I just put, I have a 14 gallon tank in my Camry. Took me $70, to, $66 to fill it up yesterday. Three years ago, that would have been $28 to fill up that tank of gas. That's how ridiculous the prices of gas are right now. That's how ridiculous inflation is getting. That's how ridiculous home prices are getting. The average American cannot afford to buy a depreciating asset. That's the sad thing. But if Bitcoin's in a rally, then they can get into that because if they need to pull that money quickly to pay for $20 a gallon gas, then they can do that because they're not down 40% on Bitcoin. So if we start moving to the upside, that's going to be good for the industry because the Bitcoin will actually start moving in the direction of the, of the fundamentals. But two, it would also make it easier for the retail to invest if the asset is moving to the upside. All in all, $20,000 drop more quickly would actually be a good thing, in my opinion, because we would get it out of the way, and then we'd be able to keep rallying. But Tim, I know there's some things you want to talk about having to do with correlations between Bitcoin and the equities market. So why don't well, you take that away? You know, it was one of my points. I'm gonna, I'll, sh I'll show it anyway, because it's, I think it's important. But yesterday, it was really weird. Yesterday, I'm, let me take down, actually. I'm going to go to my daily chart, and I want to take down TD Sequential. Just so you guys know, TD Sequential and Bollinger Bands are some of my favorite ones to read. I don't know why my volume is giving me issues. I, volume doesn't want to show. It's not important for this point, though. So this was the point we were making, and you guys are noticed the candle right now is red. So this is going to kind of this is going to get rid of some of what I was going to say here. But you notice yesterday our daily chart on the uh, this is the IXIC, which is one of the graphs. It, we actually went up. We actually had a 1.6 percent, I believe. 1.6 percent. Yeah, a little. Well, that says 1.2. I think if you were scheduled from the bottom, of that, that's 1.6. Either way, we had a green candle yesterday in the equities and stock market. Versus if we go to Bitcoin, we had a red candle yesterday. Now, you as you guys just saw on that last chart if i go back to it the ixic doop, doop. nope come on now type right tim you're gonna see that today we're already starting a red candle so where the question was will bitcoin catch back up to the ixic or to the nasdaq is the ixic now catching back up to bitcoin in the wrong direction meaning as bitcoin dropped yesterday and the ixic went up now the the, the question on the table was were we going to see a, a place where bitcoin caught back up and started moving to the upside but it looks potentially like it could be the exact opposite again a lot of things to figure out there but that's the first thing to watch is that how we were moving yesterday we actually were divergent from from the stock market. The other thing we want to look at here is that, you know, I'm going to go down to the four hourly chart and show you there's another reason not necessarily to panic just yet. I'm not saying that we can't drop low. As you guys can see right now, we're actually starting to rally back up off that support level, and that's kind of comforting. But look at these last couple moves that we've had. Look at this massive red candle we just had. Well, we've seen that before. We had it happen over here on the 20th. We've had it happen over here. Not maybe as big, but we had a pretty big red candle on the four hourly chart here on the 18th. We also had it happen over here on the, is that the 13th? 
14th to 13th of May. And what are each of these moves doing? Again, slow upward movements to this green line where we come and touch it, and then we quickly seem to drop. And uh, over uh, over here, where we dropped very quickly and got closer to it, we didn't have to do that much more within the next couple candles to go ahead and touch this green line. Uh, with this one, we only needed this candle and then one more to wick, and then we started our upward ascension. This one, we needed a couple of them. This is, this is the other thing. We had a massive drop right here. This is in play, but we didn't get close to this green line, so we needed a couple of candles to get over to it. Here's what we're going to have to answer. Not, I don't think we're going to see it in this stream. If I were to go down to my five-minute chart, for example, and I don't do this very often for you guys, but I believe that we're not going to see that happen during the stream because look what we just had happen right here. On TD's Country, we had a nine flash. We have a green candle coming back up, which tells me probably with the next hour, we're going to see some more at least sideways movement, if not to the upside. That's not a guarantee that this is the bottom. That volume is nice and comforting, knowing that there's a lot of buy pressure right in here in this region. But if I'm going back out to the four hourly chart, TD Sequential is not as confirming. Bollinger Bands, we're kind of moving in a zone. We're at the bottom side of that zone, but you guys can see we're kind of opening up to where we are fully within those green lines. There is, again, hope there. There is potential. We've seen this happen, let's see, one, two, three times before where we had a massive red candle on the four-hourly chart. We had a couple more candles actually get us down to the support level, and then we rally. We have to kind of see if that opens up. The other thing is, I'm going to make sure I read my notes correctly. You know, we the same way that we broke out of this bull, this bear pennant right here. So this blue line right here, we broke bullish out of this here two days ago, and there was a lot of reasons for excitement. However, that didn't end up becoming anything. And now we're breaking down, and there's a lot of people who are going to say, okay, we're breaking bearish out of this pennant now. Let's go ahead and sell the bank, and let's go ahead and wait for a dip down to 20000 It's like, well, you know, in the same way, you should have waited a little bit longer over here. And this green line, we should have waited for a breakout of this green line. We also need to wait for a break breakout from this green line to the downside before the bears say, oh, we firmly have control. And as I just showed you, if we're going to some of those smaller time frames, look at the volume coming in at these levels. The, this volume uptick right here is telling you, hey, this is where there's a lot of trading going back and forth. There's a lot of interest. There's a lot of buyers and sellers. And being at the bottom, that tells me there's a lot more buyers. Uh, if it was at the top, I would say, oh, right, right here, that's telling me, hey, there's a lot of sellers up here. So again, this is something to continue to monitor throughout the day. And unfortunately, Jeb, as much as I said, I thought we were going to have some breakout during the show. It definitely looks like we're going to have to pro postpone that during the show. It might hover in this zone, might even bounce back up around 29.1, but that's not going to be anything significant. There's a lot of things that can play out the rest of the day. Yeah, and you're definitely have to pay very close attention to Bitcoin today. As you can see, as Tim was showing you down on those really short-term time frames, there's a lot of volume going in. He was showing you the five-minute chart. There's a lot of volume showing up. The kind of volume that we haven't seen even on the five-minute chart in the last you know, couple of days anyway, the last 24 hours or so. So be on the lookout for Bitcoin. There is going to be some volatility relatively soon. And it, in a market like this, that volatility could take off at any point. So keep a close eye on that. We're going to go ahead and move into our Super Chat segment now, though, and uh, read some chats. I don't know if we have too many Super Chats, but we probably do have some regular chats. Yeah, I'm going to jump into all of that. I saw screen. one here from Crypto Addict saying, what do you think of the price of ADA and XRP could drop to if Bitcoin goes to 20000 that's a great, great comment. So let's just do a very simple piece of analysis on that. Bitcoin right now, if it dropped down to two uh, to $20,000, would be 30% to the red side. If we looked at Cardano, where it is right now, and it dropped 30%, then that would be a $0.35 cent Cardano. And that would actually make some sense, because if you look back at the history of Cardano, a lot of people don't know Cardano actually hit an all-time high in 2018 of $1.33, and then it dropped all the way down to 
two pennies. This right here is what we saw. We saw Cardano drop 98.65%. And that could happen again. I don't think it will, but it could. The point is here is that it actually does have market structure in its past that we can use to try and come up with a bottom. There is a there is a local high here in April of 2018 where Cardano was pulling back down to 40 cents. Then we also have support levels right here at 20 cents. And then there is this kind of void here in the center. Now, one thing that we do have on Dono is that we have a rally here when it rallied all the way back up above a dollar and that would give us a support bottom down here at 26 cents and then right there about the middle of that shows up around 33 cents so i'm going to be honest i think that if you saw cardano drop or if you saw bitcoin drop down to 20k that's a 28 30 percent movement to the downside you probably would see a 30 percent drop on cardano that would put it in the range of just above 35 cents i think that's realistic now, if you were to look at XRP, I will take a look at it pretty quickly. We would see if we went over to XRP, a 30% drop to the downside would follow with Bitcoin. You would probably see it drop about the same. You could see it go down to a, a quarter. That would actually make a lot of sense because there's a lot of market structure for, for XRP down here at 30 cents. Not so much a quarter because we're not going to drop exactly as much as Bitcoin. It doesn't work that way, but it's going to go in the ballpark. There's a lot of market structure back here in 2018, the bear market, just above a quarter up to 30 cents. If we did see a drop on Bitcoin, Bitcoin down 30%, it just so happens that XRP would probably drop down at thir to 30 cents. You see what I did there? That's pretty mm. funny. Anywho, that is my take. Tim, what do you think on that? You, you know, that is one That's of strange. the hardest questions to ask, and I'll focus on the ADA side of it because uh, XRP, I am not following as much how XRP moves in correlate, correlation with uh, Bitcoin, but I do follow when I'm trading Cardano. I know uh, I've been trading Cardano recently, and so I'm constantly checking three charts. I love seeing what Bitcoin is doing. I love seeing, obviously, you got to follow the Cardano chart. If you're trading Cardano, follow the Cardano chart. But the last one is the Cardano over Bitcoin. There's two different things. A, during this bear market, we have seen constantly, we've, we've seen Cardano falling in comparison to Bitcoin. Yes, there's been some rally points, but that's just kind of falling in this falling wedge. So there's two things I say here. One, the the, the, the bear side, the the, the the side that nobody wants to hear, Jeb, is that if Bitcoin drops 30%, there is a real possibility sentiment-wise in a bear market where every altcoin is losing on Bitcoin, because it's not just Cardano looking like this. Almost every single altcoin is going down down in comparison to Bitcoin, that it could drop even more than 30%. So maybe we're seeing a 15 cent or a 20 cent Cardano in play rather than just 30. The good news though, so we're going to go to the opposite side. I told you there's a range is we're in a falling wedge. We're getting deep into this falling wedge. Potentially could Bitcoin fall and Cardano actually either stay sideways or start to rally and the 88 over Bitcoin chart actually moves to the upside and breaks out of this falling wedge. We do have a, a Vasil hard fork coming. Mm -hmm. Historically, Cardano moves to the upside in preparation of those hard forks. Yep. But again, that's, that's sentiment fighting each other. We have historical precedents saying that, uh, well, hard forks will bring bullish action, but historical precedent saying bear markets bring less uh power to altcoins and Cardano actually dies against Bitcoin during it. So those two things are conflicting. So I think there's anywhere a range of between 15 or 20 cents of Cardano for a $20,000 Bitcoin price versus maybe Bitcoin goes down to 20,000 and Cardano goes up. There's a lot of different things in play. It, that's not an easy answer. Yeah, no, it's really not. And that is something that we'll have to wait and see on. Guys, we have 1,500 people watching, only 326 likes. Go ahead and smash that like button if you are in this chat and you are enjoying what we are discussing. We're about to go ahead and jump into our discussion here. Do you think we ought to answer Tom Wilk's Super Chat now or later? I know that he just dropped one. We might be running a little behind. Uh, we can rehear it. We can rehear it. Yeah, go we got it. some time. Jeb and Tim are talented analysts, and they offer us their opinions based on the best available data. Getting upset at their opinions is like getting upset at the weatherman when he's not spot on. Yeah. You know? 
That's fair. That's a fair fair way of putting that. Yeah, yeah, anyone who gets upset, this is what cracks me up, Jeff. And I know some people aren't like this, but I I think it's funny that people come in to watch every single day to, to get mad at us. Yeah. It's, it's almost as if, like, they could not click on the button. It's uh, like people that watch Judge Judy. It, 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 <laughs> they, they're just like, I cannot believe that person just said that. Like it, that, they're like, what? I can't. I'm so mad at that person. If anything, though, the what I would say is, if you if you don't like hearing, but you want to watch everything, else, I've seen people before try to troll us and say, oh, I just do the exact opposite of whatever Tim and Jeb say, and it works for me. Well, good. Then well, great. Keep, keep watching us every single keep day. Keep watching us, giving us ad revenue, hitting that like button. You oh, go, go for it. Hey, if you find value in the show, <laughs> I mean, that's not really that's not the way that we want you to find value in the show. But if you find value in the show, I mean, we're trying to bring you value. You're really, Anywho, really hurting our feelings. Really hurting day. our feelings. I know somebody somebody dropped a comment on a video a while back, and they were like, I have had you blocked for a year, and I just unblocked you again so that I can give you an opportunity to stop talking about this thing because I want you to not talk about Jesus anymore. And if you don't do that, then I'm going to block you again. I'm like, wow. That's so funny. Channel's being held hostage by this one dude who really doesn't like what we're doing. That's so funny. Haters are going to hate. That's okay. Well, it's not okay, but uh, I think we'll survive. Anywho, we're going to jump into our discussion. And thank you very much for that super chat, Elliot Locke. It will be read by the end of this show. We have our next super chat segment in the block at, uh, what do we read it at? Nine fi- uh, 1050, so stay tuned for that. But before we jump into our next segment, I want to give you a word from one of our sponsors, Link2, because we'd like to give a shout out to them. Link2, L-I-N-Q-T-O.com, offers the average investor access to the world's top unicorns, aka private companies with greater than a billion dollars in valuation. Traditionally, only 2% of the world's accredited investors have had access to private markets, and those elite investors make an average investment of $7.5 million, but Link2 is decentralizing private investment by offering private shares of different private companies like Ripple, Uphold, Dapper Labs, BitPay, and BlockFi for a minimum as low as $10,000. Given pending recessions, inflation, and volatility of public equities markets, many investors are exploring the private markets to make a big rally. While we can't promise every Link2 listing will go public, the company has a fantastic track record, including exits like Coinbase, Robinhood, SoFi, Marketa, and Inovium. On a credibility note, Link2 is compliant in over 100 countries globally, has over $120 million in investment on the platform. Go to Link2.com, L-I-N-Q-T-O.com to automate the SEC's process to become an accredited investor today and then get access to some of those pre-IPO investments, proprietary research, and check out the prices on shares of Ripple Labs before the SEC lawsuit settles. Let's go ahead and jump into our discussion. What's the big idea? There needs to be like a special sound for that. Dun, 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 dun. Or that, or whatever stonks. that was. Did, that did Darth it. Vader just like open his mask? Was that what that was? What was that? I have no idea. <laughs> I have no idea. Anywho, the big idea. The big idea is that the U.S. just got very crypto friendly. I've been moving in that direction anyway, luckily. But we want to talk a little bit about Ted Cruz. Jumping over to my screen here, we got a headline here that you're going to like. Ted Cruz is a very, um, very prominent name. I'm sure you know him. He is a senator from Texas. He said, I want Texas to become the oasis on planet Earth for Bitcoin and crypto. Starting to sound like Elon Musk over here, like planet Earth. I, I feel like that's turning into a new buzzword, planet Earth. Anywho, Senator Ted Cruz wants his home state of Texas to be at the, cor- at the center of crypto development. I believe in Bitcoin, Cruz said. I want Texas to be the oasis on planet Earth for Bitcoin and crypto. Cruz, a Republican, was giving a keynote address at conservative think tank the Heritage Foundation at a May 23rd event called Bitcoin and the American Experiment. He was referencing the recent expansion of cryptocurrency mining in Texas. There's been a lot of it ever since 
Uh, all of the miners got sent away from China. There is cheaper electricity in Texas. They're on their own grid, which obviously, as we found out in February of last year, uh, of two years ago, that can cause some, well, it was last year, that can cause some trouble, but they also do have some cheaper electricity, very prominent solar. So there's a lot of mining going on over there. This, the event featured many pot shots at the left of the political aisle. While explaining China's recent crackdown on crypto, Cruz said of fellow Senator Elizabeth Warren, prepare your aloe vera. This is going to be bad. They don't like something they can't control. That is the exact reason most Democrats don't like Bitcoin. Why does Bitcoin make Elizabeth Warren toss and turn and twitch at night? Because she wants her sticky little socialist fingers to be able to control every penny in every one of our bank accounts. He went on to say, I think a central bank digital currency is a horrific idea. I would agree with that statement. I think it is a very dangerous idea, he said, further criticizing Federal Reserve Chairman Jerome Powell's work with Senator Sherrod Brown, the chair of the Senate Banking Committee. No comment on what he said about Elizabeth Warren. <laughs> what I will say is that I have said for a very long time that Bitcoin is probably going to lean slightly more right because the right kind of, and people are going to disagree with me on this, kind of tends to be a little bit more libertarian. Bitcoin is not a right or a left thing. That's why I don't, we don't have a problem reading this stuff, this political stuff on YouTube, on the channel here, because Bitcoin is not a political, Bitcoin is its own political party. It is divorced from the main political zeitgeist, the political paradigm. It, it is completely separate. It, it comes in and it completely changes the entire conversation because there's things that the Democrats are going to hate about, the left's going to hate about, the, the liberals are going to hate about it. There's things the right's going to hate about it. And they're going to argue with each other while the Trojan horse that is Bitcoin, it's not really a Trojan horse because it's not trying to hide itself. The invader that is Bitcoin comes in and revolutionizes our financial system. What's the point here? Ted Cruz wants Texas to be a cryptocurrency oasis. That is a big deal. The reason that's a big deal is because Texas is the third largest economy in the United States, California being the largest at 1.2 trillion, New York, actually I think New York is the largest economy, California has the most people. I want to say New York's like 1.6 trillion, California's 1.2, I think Texas has about a trillion dollar economy. Just so you know, if Texas, California, and New York City, New York State, even New York City, all three of them were individual nations, all three of them individually, not combined, all three of them would rank in the top 15 largest nations in the world by gross domestic product. If Texas becomes very tech, very Texas friendly, very cryptocurrency friendly, well, I guess the saying everything's bigger in Texas really would be true because the price of Bitcoin would go up a lot as the adoption would start to take place there. That's a pretty big deal. However, I want to throw it to Tim really quickly here because we've got some other things to break down, some comments from him, Gary Gensler, commodities. Let, let's hear you take a little bit of this, Tim. You know, I, I love I love That's what right. Ted is doing. He's not breaking news that, you know, that, that Texas is going to be a Bitcoin friendly state. You know what I do have a problem with? Go to my screen here real quick, Smay. Uh, Ted, what are you doing with this haircut? This mullet going on? Uh, how did they allow that to even make it? Where's so, the mullet? I'm not. I think Ted is an intelligent person. You know, I I I don't know what he. Where was his wife during this decision making? <laughs> where did that come from, Tim? What Wait a minute. I haven't seen. Ted I Cruz. I don't know. If, is this still current? I know I saw this a while ago, no, so I had to look it up. It's not current. That's from like a couple Listen, years ago. Listen, man. Ted Cruz had a mullet, and it was a. Uh, you know, we go off my <laughs> I haven't seen this yet. I just had to comment on that. I had to comment on it because it was interesting. I thought it was funny. But anyway, back to my thoughts uh, about the whole thing. You know, this is the development we talked about. This is the oh, year. I see. This is the year He's of regulation. He's got to fill his 10-gallon hat with something. 
Does he ever wear a tank gal hat? I don't, I don't know. So. I don't no. think that's the case. No, what in the world? Move on. <laughs> keep going. So <laughs> keep going on. I just had I, had. I had to put my producer hat on. Good. <laughs> keep going. Had to had to throw that one out there. Anyway, so you know, this is the year of regulation, and we're seeing it start to develop. What I'm really excited about is even again, we talked about this a little bit yesterday. How remind me what the position is? The guy that's the head of commodities, Jeb. That. Uh, what's his name? He, let me look it up. I it, know his name. Anyway, he, he came out talking about his relationship with Gary Gensler and the SEC saying, hey, it's actually really... Roasting ben, uh, Benham. Yeah, okay. It's Benham. a, it's, it's a good it. relationship. And we've heard Michael Saylor talk about this. He actually talked about this on the channel. If you want to go back and watch yeah. that interview that Jeb had with him, Dude. he talks about what you know securities are, what commodities are, what Bitcoin should be classified as. And it is looking like all the pieces are lining up together to actually have that be the case for regulation, that Bitcoin will be a commodity. What's on the table is... is Ethereum a commodity. Now, I think some people are going to say no to that, but at least as it stands right now, that is actually what's being on, on the table right now. Uh, I think that's what should be most exciting about all of this is that it is very much looking like when it comes to regulatory clarity, regulatory, regulatory clarity, regulatory, know, regulatory clear. So many words in this English language. Uh, English. You know, it looks like Bitcoin is going to be a commodity, which is massively bullish for Bitcoin. Now, the question with all the altcoins left behind that are probably going to end up being default put into the security securities category. What is going to happen to them? You can do with that information what you want. Some people are going to say that's okay. Some people are going to hate that. You know, that's something we have to cover down the road. But for Bitcoin itself, seeing things like whole states, whole cities, you know, we are seeing the adoption come even during this long Bitcoin winter, this bear market. And that's what's going to prime us for when the bull market finally hits. And I don't know if it's going to happen this fall, if it's going to happen next spring, if it's going to take till 2025. Who knows when the bull market officially will come back but the groundwork and the regulational clarity and regulatory clarity i'm gonna i'm gonna butcher that one till for the end the rest of time it's gonna set the groundwork for a massive rally forget a hundred thousand now we're starting to talk about hundreds of thousands for bitcoin and i think it's not just going to be bitcoin that you're going to see be big in texas i think you're also going to see cardano get kind of big in texas because cardano is trying to build a lot of GovTech, which is government technology for the sake of, of what charles hoskinson said on our channel talked about inclusive accountability the public being able to see what governments are doing i think if texas starts going in the direction of embracing bitcoin mining which it already has and going in the direction of trying to make Bitcoin an oasis for cryptocurrency, then it's probably going to do it not only for Bitcoin, but also for crypto. So you could end up seeing some adoption of Cardano there. Cardano's already working with North Dakota and a few other different states with some uh, government applications. You could see something like that take place in the uh, state of Texas. So be on the lookout for Texas. Guys, make sure to smash that like button. We've got 1,500 people so gracious as to watch us this morning. Make sure that you like the video. Let's see if we can get up to 750 likes. Somebody logged into the Crypto Jeb account. I think it was Smay. Yeah, uh, and said that if a thousand likes get hit, Tim will reveal his hairline. Yeah, because Tim's over <laughs> here hair shaming. I think the co- I mean, listen, listen, a thousand like, likes even, he shows his with, hair. Even with a hat, you can see I don't have a Ted Cruz mullet. I, it do, I don't think <laughs> it's not about the hat with something. No, hold on. It's not about you having a Ted Cruz mullet. It's about your hair shaming on stream. Hair now shame. we got to hair shame you. Hair shaming. <laughs> so I, I don't have a mullet now. Yeah. Hair shaming. Yeah, we have to do it to him. I'm moving to Canada. Hey, <laughs> listen. I ain't saying I have the prettiest head of hair, or do I even have a head of hair? That's that's the question. Or do you even have a head? I think do I, a yeah. thousand likes are really. Am I gonna take this head off and it's like it's a bunch of like yeah, like it's wires just, just yeah, sticking out? Everybody, you're just a one thousand likes. One thousand we'll likes. Reveal see that his hairline. And trust me, I've seen it. It's worth seeing. So hit that oh, like button. Okay. This is an interesting. Okay. Uh, this is an interesting show, and it to, is to choose to do that. It is reveal. Yeah, yeah. I thought we had a subscriber. I thought we had a subscriber goal for the reveal. 
Oh yeah, that's right. Way to subscribe. No, but it's not that big of a reveal. All right, all right, all right, all right, all right. I took this off topic. Why does this all matter? Guys, crypto needs a stable, clear, and free regulatory environment to flourish in the long term. That's why it matters. Let me say it again three times fast. Crypto needs a stable, clear, and free regulatory environment to flourish in the long term. If you want crypto to survive, you need to know how it's going to be regulated. Nobody wants to put a $100 million investment into something if they think it's going to disappear tomorrow because the government's going to come in and regulate it into oblivion. If you want more institutions building on-ramps for the retail to come and join cryptocurrency, then you need to have stable, clear regulation. I'm not saying overreaching regulation. Regulation is a naughty word in the United States, as it should be, to be honest with you. We should be very careful with it. But it's not always a bad thing. Regulation can be a good thing, especially when we know that regulation is going to come. Let's at least get it here so that we know what is going to happen. The good news is, it seems like you know, uh, that, that uh, Roasten Benham, uh, Gary Gensler, the heads, uh, the chairman of the CFTC and the SEC, uh, both of them, the two people in the United States who have the most important opinion on the matter, both say that Bitcoin is not a security, but is instead a commodity. So what does it mean for the SEC, which regulates securities and equities, to be totally hands off of Bitcoin? And what would it take for the SEC to claw this ground back if they ever wanted to try and change their mind, which I don't think they would. But let's talk about that. Tim, what does it mean for the SEC to be totally hands-off on Bitcoin? I mean, again, anytime you get the SEC to have their hands off of something, that is a win. That is a massive win. Uh, we're watching what they're doing with XRP. You know, I think XRP will have a, re, a rebound, and I think that XRP will rally eventually. But I, I think there will forever be this, like, almost this uh, tainting that happened to XRP because of the SEC having their hands in there with a the lawsuit. Uh, you know, I, even if they win that lawsuit, you know, is there going to become a place where we just almost decide everything except for Bitcoin becomes a security, in which case the SEC regulates it? I think getting Bitcoin out of that camp and into the camp of commodities is massive for for Bitcoin specifically. Uh, and, uh, you know, we'll see how the rest of them pan out. Because, you know, Jeb, you and I were talking about this morning during the planning meeting, this, you know, knowing if something is a security or not, is going to be a massive a big deal. A massive say in, in how decentralized or centralized that that project is perceived. Yeah, I mean, when Saylor came on the channel and he talked about, we had Michael Saylor of MicroStrategy on the channel a while back. Go watch that video. It was phenomenal. He talked about how his company, MicroStrategy, it's worth $3 billion or something like that. They spend $10 million a year in their legal with all of their disclosures to the Securities and Exchange Commission because the tax code and the securities code, all these codes in the United States are that tall off the ground? No, off the center of the freaking earth, guys. It's ridiculous. We have one giant bureaucratic nightmare called the United States federal government running everything, and we have to make sure that we, if we are, you know, working under those guidelines, are following those guidelines. Or they will come to us with the threat of violence and say, hey, you're going to jail unless you fix this. That's the problem. If a lot of our altcoins start being regulated as securities, which quite frankly, under the Howey test, that was established by a Supreme Court case almost a century ago, is applied, then we probably will see a lot of securities, a lot of crypto altcoins get deemed securities. And you know what's going to happen? You're going to see Bitcoin moonshot because it's already been said that it's not a security. If you have the SEC come and say, hey, little number 273 altcoin, you have a market cap of $40 million, you need to spend $3 million a year on your legal disclosures for the security, for to be in securities compliance. That altcoin dies. That development team doesn't have that money. They can barely afford to pay and feed themselves. 
It, it, it's non-existent. You're going to destroy the altcoin space. And frankly, it might be a good thing in the long run because a lot of these altcoins do need to be regulated into oblivion and gotten rid of, not regulated, but they need to be forgotten about by the cryptocurrency industry. So the SEC being hands-off on Bitcoin is a great thing for all the Bitcoin maxis. I am not a Bitcoin maxi. I do like myself some altcoins. I do think that there is a strong use case for a lot of them. Yeah. However, what we need is we need a strong regulatory framework built specifically for cryptocurrency. By the way, I love the bidding war going on in Chad. $100 coming from Rick 492 $100 coming from Fetmassi. Anyway, there's like $400 in Super Chats we got to read. Thank you guys so much for that. You know what? The other thing I would say, though, that this adds flame to the, that's fuel to the flame of the argument that the currency, the future currency we're talking about, will be a at least a Bitcoin backed currency, not a altcoin. I know there's a lot of right. thought that maybe Dogecoin becomes that, or maybe, you know, uh, some people even said Ethereum was closer than Bitcoin. Th what we see happening right now between the SEC and the commission's office, uh, commission's office, the uh, commodity office, there, this is actually adding to the fire that Bitcoin is the most realistic cryptocurrency to be involved in world currency. Absolutely. And again, I don't know if it's going to be the Lightning Network necessarily, but it definitely would be some form of a Bitcoin backed uh, coin or dollar or whatever Absolutely. it is. So guys, if you don't already, reach out to your senators, reach out to your lawmakers, and uh, tell them what you think. If you're in the United States, you do have a voice. It might not be exactly set up the way that it should be. There might be mistakes. There might be flaws, but you do have a voice. And uh, use it. There's a reason that we have a right to protest peacefully and make sure that we are telling our representatives what we believe. We want Bitcoin to be free and clear of negative regulation that's going to stifle growth in this industry, not only for our sake, but also for the sake of the flourishing of the United States. Because whatever nation leaves behind cryptocurrency is going to get left behind on the geopolitical stage. And I guarantee you, if any other nation that is vying for world superpower status right now, now overtook the United States in that, the world gets a lot less safe and a lot less free. So make sure that you are uh, letting your lawmakers know, hey, not only should you allow Bitcoin to continue to grow, you need to if you want to continue to be the dominant global superpower on this planet. And it would be best if we do. Anyway, I'm off topic. Let's go ahead and talk about the application. What does all this mean if Bitcoin is um, you know dropping a lot and we have all of these questions about regulation. Right now, the application is that the price is uncertain. Bitcoin's sitting at $29,000, and a big part of that is because the regulatory clarity is not here yet. As it comes in, it's going to cause shock, wave, shock waves, and people are going to be concerned about Bitcoin being regulated into oblivion. The good news is we know it's not a security. It would be very difficult for the SEC to claw back that ground and say, no, actually, it is a security, because one of the things that defines a security is a centralized organization being able to issue supply of the certificate of ownership. There is no centralized entity that does that. It's controlled by an algorithm called the Bitcoin SHA-256 hashing algorithm. There is no centralized Ethereum Foundation or the Luna Foundation Guard or, or anything like that that issues and can change the supply. Any organization, any um, governing body of a cryptocurrency that can do that is going to come under securities is going to come under threat of being regulated as a, as a security. Bitcoin, however, its fundamentals are certain. We know that it's not a security. We know that beyond a shadow of a doubt because it is the only cryptocurrency in the entire industry that is truly decentralized. Every single other crypto, maybe not including a, a couple, have some element of centralization. Bitcoin is truly decentralized. Bitcoin as a commodity requires more self-awareness and self-protection. What does this mean? If you're in Bitcoin and cryptocurrencies, I need you to understand something very important. T-Shirt realized this in the planning meeting, and I need to convey this because this is ridiculously important. The Securities and Exchange Commission is set up to protect investor it's set up to protect the investor interest, the, the, the consumer interest. That's that's a common buzzword on Capitol Hill. 
if something goes south and a company goes bankrupt and your stock goes from $100 a stock to zero, there are, way, there are ways that you will be compensated for that. There are ways that the government can step in and do bailouts. Not saying they should, I'm just saying they might. If Bitcoin is a commodity, that's not there. You don't come in and bail out the grain market. I mean, to be honest, that does happen sometimes, but it's not exactly the same way. There's a lot less government protection in the Bitcoin world. It's the same thing if you send your Bitcoin to the wrong address. You got to deal with that. So make sure that you are educating yourself. Make sure that you're using resources like this YouTube channel. Make sure you're using resources like Club DeFi. Because if you don't, here's what might happen. If you don't educate yourself, you might not know exactly how to send cryptocurrency and you might send it to the wrong wallet and $20,000 is gone. You can never get it back because there's no FDIC that's going to insure that in crypto. You, you might invest too much in Bitcoin and it might drop 60% like it has now. And you weren't ready for that because you invested more than you're willing to lose. It all goes back to education. Make sure you're educating yourself because one, the SEC is not going to save you too. Nobody else is. So three, you're going to have to save yourself. How do you do that? By educating yourself, save yourself from financial turmoil. That is, we can't save ourselves eternally, but we can save ourselves from financial turmoil by making sure that we're investing our education. So here's the deal. Keep off exchanges. Keep your cryptocurrencies in hardware wallets. We have Ledger affiliate links down below. Go buy Ledger affiliate. Go buy Ledger products. Make sure that when you're investing, you know what you're doing. Make sure that you are studying the fundamentals. Make sure that you know what's going on on Capitol Hill. Make sure you know the regulatory landscape. Make sure you know the fundamentals. Make Make sure you know you're paying attention to inform informative YouTube channels like this one. Make sure you're hitting that subscribe button, liking the video to help this content continue coming out. Thank you for the super chats, by the way. And make sure that you're educating yourself. Club DeFi is a wonderful place to do that. It will be going through full launch sooner than you might expect. So we're going to go ahead and jump into our super chats. We're going to do an announcement. We're going to do our close. And then we have a big takeaway for you at the end of the show. Let's go ahead and do price predictions, though, right? Or are we doing super chats first? I think let's do super chats first. I let's do it. Tickle in my nose. I feel like I'm going to sneeze here in a second. Speaking of tickle, you should go ahead and tickle, tickle the like button. button. Uh, guys, we only have, we only need 300 more likes and Tim will reveal his hairline. And That's trust right. me, I mean this seriously. You don't miss it, it is worth seeing. It's you do not want to miss it. It actually is. So if you are logged in out of you're one of the the 1,530 people watching, hit that like button. I'm serious. I'll just Thank give you, you a hint. Just think of a shark. I don't know. It's not like a Pokemon's going to pop out. No, no, no. no, no. Here's a hint. Here's there. a hint. You guys know. It looks like a shark. You know, you, anyways, know X-Men? You know Magneto? Yes. That's your hint. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Tim. Back to you, Tim. <laughs> that is so You know, the funny. OGs, just so you guys know, the OGs have seen my hairline. I used to not wear a hat. I just started wearing a hat because I got tired of having to deal with my hair every day. Your hairline does or, look like or Magneto's the, helmet. To That's not so deal with funny. my hair every day because we don't know what's under the hat. <laughs> Anyway. Caroline does look ah, like here we go. Helmet. We got super chats here. Elliot Locke says, Ben Cohen says, DC, DCAing an alt is a waste of money at this time. 90% of those will not see all-time high again. What is your... What are if you're using the alt for utility like a PT a P2E game? Yeah, I mean if you have to use it for utility, that's one thing. I do think the vast majority of altcoins are a complete waste of time to DCA into right now. I think Ethereum's good, Cardano's good, you know, m maybe a couple others. Dot I think is pretty good. Uh, Luna, no, I'm just joking. Don't don't DCA into Luna is dead. Uh, Solana maybe a little bit, but you know, be careful with these altcoins. I wouldn't say I wouldn't go so far as to say every single one of them is a waste of time, but I would say most of them are dangerous. So yeah, mm. be careful. I would mostly agree with Ben on that. Yeah. By the way, we've never done a collaboration I, with Ben I tried Cohen. to, Shout I reached out to him, to him on Let's Twitter to, to do something.
something, but I'm not big enough on Twitter. Go follow me on Twitter so I'm big enough to get people like Ben Cohen to come on the show. Yeah, we'd love to have Ben on. Uh, Rick four, This is where we start. All right, Rick4962, Yard Dog said, let's all enjoy the Bitcoin discounts. He gave $100, Woo! and this started a whole string. Matt yep. C comes on with $99.99, saying thank you for, the com- for coming on here every day, day after day, whether it's a bull market or, more importantly, a bear market, and providing us with the with this consistent, thoughtful, and honest information Aww. so that we can have we can, so we can better ourselves. Lunch on me. Thank you, Matt. So Very of course of you. Tom Wilkes had to get involved here. Tom Wilkes gave a hundred dollars <laughs> and said, Matt C and Rick4962 super chat oh, shamed man. me. LOL. Rick4962 came back with another hundred dollar donation saying just, just wanted to say LOL. And uh, I think Rick4962 wins that one. That's pretty uh, funny. He got the last say. An intermediate handyman just came and he said, I just want to say thank you to you guys for the Academy. You and your team are a blessing. Uh, well, thank you guys very much for all those super chats. Those really do help. Thank you guys very much. That goes to the running and operation of this company. Guys, we have over a dozen employees that work on this yeah. company and work on Club DeFi. And, you know, that takes money. So we really do appreciate the super chats. We really appreciate when you, you know, you go and sign up for some of our some of our affiliates. Like, just go check them out down below. Go sign up for iTrust Capital. Go sign up for Link2. Go sign up for CoinChange. Hedge. Yeah. Go sign up for LuxAlgo. Go use Lorenzo for your taxes. Go use these links. They help to support us so that we can continue to bring you guys high-quality content. And thank you guys so very much for all of those super chats. They really do mean a lot, and they do help. So thank you very much. I actually have two announcements. So just so you guys know, even what we're doing, we have a mission with this company. This is not just about being a company to pay people's paychecks, and then they can go home and live their lives. We have a goal of affecting every single person we come into contact with and having a ministry. So we have two new announcements. I want to make sure you guys understand and know. The first one is from here on out, the first show of every single month. So it will start here in June. The first show, every super chat and every donation, because we're going to make it an ability to have donations, will be going to Life for the Innocent. For those of you who don't know, that is a ministry that our company supports where it helps get children out of sex and organ trafficking in India. It saves them, takes them through the rehabilitation process, gets them into a home. This is a massive, important issue. So again, we want to put our our dollars where our mouth are. It's not just if you support the channel, we take some of our profits. We want to every single month have an opportunity for you guys to give directly to them. So that's the first thing. Make sure you tune in every first show of the month to give to help save lives. The second one is we care about you guys and we want to minister to you guys. So what we actually just put up, and we'll put a picture of this of this tomorrow, but we just created a prayer wall. And what I want you guys to do is if there's anything you ever want prayer over, email support at cryptojeb.com. My wife Taylor will take that. She'll write your prayer and your name on a sticky note. It will go on our prayer wall and then people in our office can take your name, your prayer mm-hmm. request, take it to their office and pray over you all week. And yeah. then we're going to be putting it into a box to save it so that we can check back up with people later and see how everything is going. But we want you guys to know how much we love you and care for you. Right. So those are two really, really cool things that we're doing uh, moving forward to uh, even get get you guys more involved with us and more involved with the ministry that we want to have with this whole uh, this whole business. That's right. Thank you guys so much for all of that. We really appreciate all that you guys do for us, and we're really looking forward to seeing a lot of those prayers come true because we pray to a God that listens and answers. Rick4962, Grandmaster for nine months, said, Our Heavenly Father, please bless this channel. Please bless this channel indeed. Thank you very much, Father and Rick. Yard Dog FPL wannabe donated uh, one pound, I think that is. Thank you for that very much. Let's go ahead and jump into our price predictions. Yeah, so uh, Jeb, you will go for... Well, I'll let Smay go for it because Smay already has it written up and then the rule is we can't be within 500 of him. So Smay said... Do you want to say it, Smay? I'll let you... I have... I put... Thirty thousand for Bitcoin, and I want to see more likes in the chat. Thank you. That's true. Let's see if we can't get to a higher like goal. Yeah, Tim, guys, do you want to go or should I? I'll, I'll go for one fifty. One fifty. Sorry. 
150 the likes. Button. I think I think I'm gonna go with uh, 31 500. Uh, really? I think I, I think we're gonna start rallying up towards there again. You know, even as I said here at the beginning, I said this during the TA section. Guys, watch during this show. We start to rally back up. Bitcoin starting to. Touch closer to that twenty nine thousand again, uh, and so you know I think that potentially that uh, we did find a little bit of support here. There's a lot. I mean, I could be completely wrong. We could just go down. You know, who knows? But I, I still hold fast to the points I made yesterday that it makes a lot more sense for us to start moving sideways to the right and up before a bigger dip. I, I'm not saying no to twenty thousand or twenty two thousand. I'm saying it's not time yet. In the same way, back here a couple months ago when we hit thirty three thousand, we had to move all the way up to forty eight before that big dip down here to twenty five. So. I've got a bad feeling I'm wrong, but I'm going 29.5. All right. So okay, i got to put mine in here. So I said 31.5, mm-hmm. and you said 29.5? Yep, 29.5. Yeah, I mean, that. so you just, just continual sideways. Continual sideways, yeah. Or, mean, you, or even lower Did you adjust that. your headphones? Because your hair looks all crazy now. Did I adjust my headphones? Yeah, like there's like a little poof in the back. Or no, something. no poof. All right. Yeah, well, let us know in chat and in the comments who do you think is going to be correct. Do you think Smay is correct with a thirty thousand dollar Bitcoin? Tim is correct with a thirty one thousand five hundred, or Jeb with twenty nine thousand five hundred? Those are that's a tight little pool right there. That We're is. not usually that close. Uh, that is. I think I've got it. I think I've got it. Yeah, I'm mean, we'll two see. weeks in a row. Maybe we we'll shall see. see. Well. Guys, we have a very special announcement for Club DeFi, and that is that today is going to be the first office hours at 4.30 Eastern to 5.30 Eastern. Tim, can you explain to everybody what that is? Because you're going to be leading it. Yeah, I'm going to be leading it. So people, any of our Club DeFi people that are in there, they can come in, join. There will be a demo. It's like a a little webinar. uh, And and you're going to be able to type in questions, ask me questions, and I'll be able to answer any and all of your TA questions you have there, even if you have some other questions. I'll probably prioritize technical analysis questions. If you ask personal questions... And those are the only questions being asked. I'll answer them. But uh, I want to be able to give you guys a whole hour of just more hands-on training because I know a lot. Of, we got a lot of feedback. The videos are phenomenal. They help a lot. But, of course, every single person is different. You got to tailor some things. So that's what we're doing here is it's not just videos. We want to be able to have uh, these group sessions where we, we talk to all of you guys and answer as many questions as possible. We're going to be opening up one-on-one training for anyone who wants some more hands-on. We want to make sure that this whole Club DeFi course, when you finish it and when you're going through it, you will be able to walk away, actually being able to do your own technical analysis and do your own trading and feel confident about making those gains. Boom sauce. Well, there you go, guys. Everybody who's in Club DeFi, be on the lookout for that and be on the lookout for more seats opening up as our closed beta continues to expand. We are really looking forward to watching all of you guys continue to grow in the cryptocurrency space, and we just cannot wait to see... All of your smiling faces on those office hours. It's gonna be it's gonna be Tim there tonight, and uh, Kelly's also gonna be doing it from time to time. But guys, let's go ahead and read our takeaway. Texas is becoming a hotbed for crypto. That's one of them. I know my hair just golly man, it just it's beautiful, isn't it? And I, I need a ten gallon. Speaking of hair, it's not looking like we're getting a thousand likes. Oh I, come I, on, guys! Guys, you literally have one minute left. By the time Jeb finishes that takeaway, that is by the time it. I finish fixing, you have no, hair. you don't get to see his hair, and I'm telling you, it's worth seeing. It, so, it, it probably right. is in better shape than mine. This right is now. the most passionate. I've been about anything in a Hit while, the like so. button. Come on, guys. <laughs> Anywho, and you need to be responsible for your own wealth if you choose to get into crypto. That's the final takeaway here. Nobody else is responsible for it. Nobody's going to come and bail you out. Nobody's going to come and fix it if you send crypto to the wrong address. I'm just being brass tacks with you here, guys. It's the way it is. If you want to succeed in crypto, that's great. I want you to do that. We genuinely believe that you can and you will, but you're going to have to do it yourself. You're going to have to pull yourself up by your bootstraps, and don't you dare tell me that it's impossible because people told me that that was impossible, and I showed them wrong because God worked through me, and that that the honor and the glory go to him for that. But 
don't ever let somebody tell you that you can't pull yourself up. Don't let them. Because at the same time, when nobody's going to come to save you, nobody can stop you so long as that you still have your life. So keep fighting. You've got this. I believe in you. And I think that's all going to work out. We do have... Um, we do have a crypto addict did a, a members chat said more likes in the chat looks like we're not going to hit it guys no. and then mike markle did the smea tank uh, uh turtle king um we are so um, close that's quite so sad yeah we are so close guys Too sorry bad. guys Too tragic bad. yeah tragic anywho guys another day that's all we got for today's show. Thank you guys so very much for watching. We do look forward to seeing you over on our Instagram and our Twitter at CryptoJeb, over on TikTok at CryptoJebOfficial. Before I go, I do just first want to thank each and every single last one of you for watching, as always. And I will see you guys in the next video. Peace. Listening to the Coffee and Crypto Podcast. Tune in every day at 9:30 a.m. Eastern to watch live on YouTube. Follow us on our social media accounts at CryptoJab. And lastly, we want to thank you for supporting us here at MacFee Media.